Welcome to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. I am your host, Chantel Holm, and today we are bringing you story number 16 of our inspirational stories of Down Syndrome for October, which is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. So today I actually have on the phone, her name's Kathy Maple from Alabama. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, glad to be here. I'm glad that you guys are joining or you're joining me today to talk about your journey of Down syndrome as well as your daughter, Molly, who has Down syndrome and your family in general. So thank you so much for, you know, willing to spend some time and sharing your inspirational story with our listeners. Thank you for this opportunity. So Kathy, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I started out with a career in marketing and advertising, and when Molly was born and she started all the early intervention and everything, um, it became obvious that I needed to stay home with her to, to get her to all her therapies, and once Molly started walking uh, around two years old, she very quickly started running, mm-hmm. and she became what we call a runner, so... <laughs> I have not been able to work uh, the past 16 years because she's uh, she's a runner. You know, the opportunity is always there. It doesn't happen too often. You know, she also jumps out windows, climbs out windows. So, you know, it's kind of become my first priority to to keep a close eye on her, keep her safe. Nice. So, um, how old is Molly? She's 16, so it's pretty cool that she's the 16th story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that. So Uh um, tell me a little bit about going back to when you had Molly. um, Did you, were you prenatally diagnosed that she would have Down syndrome or did you guys find out after? We did not know before she was born. I had a son and my husband and I married and Molly was his first child. And we didn't even know if she was a boy or a girl. So the day she was born, um, you know, we find out she's a girl and then, and then they let us know that she had Down syndrome. So no, we had no idea. Um, so going back cause 16 years ago, there were a lot of differences than having a child today with Down syndrome. So what did, how was it like in the hospital when they told you guys, um, Hey, yeah, you have a girl and you know, she does have down syndrome. Like how was it presented to you guys? Um, when you guys had her back then? Well, I ended up having to have a C-section because she was breached and the kind of the one hangup I have is the nurse practitioner held her and kind of pointed out all of her characteristics, you know, her nose, her ears, the the seam across her hand, the space between her toes. And she did all that before she ever placed her in my arms. Mm -hmm. And honestly, my first thought was, I don't want that baby, you know, Mm -hmm. and because you just assume you're going to have a typical baby with no problems. And so my my suggestion is anybody that's in that position to deliver that news to parents, put the baby in their arms, you know? Mm. And so that, that was hard, um, you know, to hear all that. And then, mm. plop, you know, they, they placed her in my arms. So, 
So they, yeah, they didn't even let you hold her yet until they told you all those things. Right. You know, before, I mean, I kind of planned everything in life. You know, mm-hmm. I think I even took my, my calendar, you know, when my first child was born to the mm-hmm. hospital. So, so to be handed something so unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, did, um, did you guys have any um, idea what Down syndrome was? Or did you have an experience with anybody with Down syndrome? Well, you know, looking back over my childhood and my life, I kind of feel like those seeds were planted. When I was growing up, there was a young lady in my Girl Scout troop that had Down syndrome, and and I always ended up being her buddy, and, you know, even at sleepaway camp and everything, and she was very outgoing, and I was very bashful, and Mm -hmm. so I kind of admired her for that, Mm because she just hugged everybody and talked to everybody, and, and so I feel like God placing her in my life as a child was kind of preparing me to be Molly's mom. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> I love that because you're not the um, only person who said that looking back on these little instances where there are uh, like little hints, you know, throughout life. And when I was pregnant with her, I would go and do yoga and there was an employee at the Y that had Down syndrome. And I looked at, and I saw her walk by and I was like, I forgot to worry about special needs yeah. and she was born like two weeks later and that young lady worked at the Y and she would fuss at me if I got a towel out of the wrong spot. She, <laughs> she was such a hard worker. She took the bus by herself to work every day nice. and she, you know, she did a great job and she, you know, you know, made it a, a, a big impact on a lot of people going mm-hmm. about her job every day. Yeah. And showing people like proving some probably wrong as well. That's right, amazing. exactly. So, um, so tell me a little bit about Molly now. You know, she's 16 years old. Um, she wants to go places based off of her wanting to run her. Um, <laughs> what is her personality like? Uh, she, you know, she had heart surgery, you know, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people don't realize that about 50% of children with Down syndrome are born with a heart defect. So Mm -hmm. she had heart surgery at 10 weeks old. And Mm -hmm. we say that the doctor plugged those holes with attitude because she has just (laughs) always been spunky and full of energy. When she did go to early intervention, she was the queen of circle time. She knew what came next and she, you know, Mm -hmm. kept you on schedule. And she started walking at two and then Mm -hmm. was running about two weeks later. And we had my third child. They're 12 months and 25 days apart. So it was Mm -hmm. about like twins. So she's always had little sister right up under her to kind of nudge her along. So that, that worked out really well. Oh yeah. That's Um, good because Jessalyn's only 15, right? Right, right. So they're close together and walking and talking and just, you know, it. we feel like it pushed Molly uh, mm-hmm. right along to, to be, you know, to reach that next milestone. Um, she loves school. School is her favorite place to be. So all this nice. has been kind of hard. She is mm-hmm. back in school now, okay. even though some kids are still remote. Uh, she plays baseball at Miracle League. Wow. She loves doing beauty pageants, nice. and she likes to model in a fashion show in the area for the um, for an area uh, charity for people with special needs. Mm-hmm. And she's taught herself how to twirl the baton. She's oh, pretty amazing at it. Good, good. That's awesome. Yeah, she's pretty awesome at it. She uh, she can twirl a baton. Has Molly had any uh, medical issues besides her heart surgery, even when she was a baby? The first few years were, she had about three hospitalizations for respiratory issues, Mm -hmm. and she seemed to outgrow those. Um, 
So, you know, we are always concerned about respiratory problems. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just trouble sleeping at night, but nothing, nothing ongoing that requires any kind of daily attention. Oh, that's good. That's really good to hear that. So um, how has, with the respiratory, how has COVID been with you guys? Because, I mean, glad she's back in school, but uh, I know like over here, I'm located in California, everything's still on lockdown, but we're really heavily populated. Um, how is she doing, like just adjusting to the whole uh, pandemic life? She actually has handled it better than the rest of us. She's missed school the most. And mm-hmm. in, in deciding to let her go back, her class is very small. There's only about six or seven in the class when mm-hmm. everybody's there. They started back gradually. You know, I kind of I stockpiled cleaning supplies and and they are supposed to wear masks, though it is hard. Look, can we talk about masks on a person with a Down syndrome with their little oh, nose and their little ears? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. so we've gotten creative with that. Um, and she just loves school so much and they're, you know, taking extra precautions to, to keep their classroom clean. And I, you know, they're not around the rest of the, of the students as much as they normally would have been. So it's, it's worked out well for her to go back. Remote learning was hard for her. She, you know, she just didn't want to sit there and, and, and I literally had to be right beside her just to help her log in, you know, just to, just the process of logging in was a bit much on mm-hmm. her own. Yeah, my my have a five year old and it's just I cannot stand the remote learning. I mean, just to have a child in front of a computer half the day. I'm like, you right. need to be interactive. They need to be, you know, cutting and pasting with crayons and glue and you know what I mean? Like right. doing, you know, things that children should do or playing outside. But yes, I, f- I definitely feel the frustration. Um, and I actually have, posted a video of her crying. You know, she's sitting there with her little earphones on at her little desk and she's ready, you know, but it's just, you know, she wants to be at school and she loves her teachers and her aides and her yeah. classmates. And she seems like a very social butterfly. She is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's cute. I see her, um, the pictures you sent me, her like little, her school outfit and stuff with her princess lunch pail. And she's so cute. Yeah, that was a few years ago, but she's yeah. always left school. That's good. She's so beautiful. Um, so like I wanted to ask you, so what as Molly's mom, you know, how has it been um the past 16 years um after you got the diagnosis and you know you guys weren't expecting that? Um, how is your viewpoint now just being a mother of a person with Down syndrome? You know, it's it's a roller coaster and and that's what I tell new parents. It's like if 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 you're if you if you're not happy with yourself how you handled a situation the mm-hmm. first time you're going to get another opportunity to handle it differently another time whether mm-hmm. it's fighting for what they need at school or dealing with some of the hurtful things that people can do or mm-hmm. say or mm-hmm. you know um you know it's just one of the first hangups for me was oh they all quote look alike well mm-hmm. now i'm actually grateful that you can see that she has down syndrome and you know mm-hmm. what she's you know what her challenges might be mm-hmm. you know whereas some children with special needs look typical and you don't know that they have challenges so that so that i got over that pretty quickly um you know that's i have really had positive uh, that's a positive outlook i haven't heard of that Positive, yeah, I mean, I, you know, at first, you know, and then, of course, there's, you know, the double takes and the stairs and, mm-hmm. and other kids. And, you know, so every day you get an opportunity to handle that differently, whether it hurts your feelings or you get angry or you laugh it off mm-hmm. or you 
or you just, you know, introduce her. And, and now she introduces herself. So, That's you know, cool. she handles it. She yeah. handles it for us. <laughs> good, good girl. Like speaks up for herself. Like, yes, uh-huh. I do have Down syndrome. You know, I'm unique. That's right. Just like you are, just like everybody is, you know. I know I'm so I mean that that my daughter, she's only two, but that gives me so much like a warm heart because I I always wonder about that too, you know, as she gets older, um, what what is the community gonna be like? Are are they gonna have open arms? You know, I'm I'm sure some people are not. And how am I gonna prepare myself as her mom? How will that make, you know? us feel what how what will I face what challenges will I face you know because kids can be cruel in in any I remember being picked on when I was younger you know right and it's just it's it scares scares new moms I know that it scares me for sure yeah it it, you get pretty thick skin (laughs) And, and at the same time you know you can be very fragile because sometimes it's just enough is enough but the 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 joys outweigh the challenges by far. Good. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. What kind of goals do you have for Molly? Um, you know, in long term looking ahead when she reaches young adulthood. Well, I know all parents are different uh, about that. Um, you know, I've just kind of always felt like as long as she was a reader that she could learn anything she wanted to do and kind of backing up a little bit. Um, at first, I fought for her to be included because mm-hmm. we didn't have a special ed unit in the school where she was zoned. Mm-hmm. And once they got that in place, I said, you know what, put her put her in the, in the self-contained special ed class. And she was reading by the time she was six. So mm-hmm. that's worked out well for her. So I haven't, and she, because she is such a showboat and such a, you know, she's not, she, she's going to show off and and draw attention to herself, Mm -hmm. or I would push for her to sit in a classroom in a typical classroom more often, but I don't want her to be a distraction to the other kids and keep them from staying on track. So, um, as far as long-term goals, we, we really don't look for her to, her daddy's not going to let her live without us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I haven't had to deal with, Right now, I'm trying to teach the 15-year-old how to drive, and mm-hmm. so I'll have to, you know, she wants to drive too, so we have to, we have to address that. And oh my hide the gosh, car that makes me so the nervous. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, she gets to drive the golf cart, but there are some programs out here in the colleges and mm-hmm. such, but she loves to work, and so I feel like as long as I can find her a working opportunity that perhaps mm-hmm. she and I could do together mm-hmm. or a volunteer opportunity that we could do together that, uh, because she, she, you know, lights up when she's working. She mm-hmm. really enjoys being productive and, and giving her a job to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are, because I'm in a position to take care of, you know, my parents, one who has passed and one who is in a home, we're having to think about life without us and, mm-hmm. and look at, living uh, arrangements for her when we're no longer able to care for her. So we've kind of, you know, started that and the, and preparing for that financially is, because as much as we like, you know, I think a lot of parents just kind of don't think about that. I mean, cause even younger parents, any kind of parents, anything can happen. But I mean, I know for sure with our family, we haven't even talked about that. And that's something that we probably should, Especially right. because we have um, special needs in our house. 
So, right. I mean, those are really good things to prepare for. And um, I wanted to also kind of ask you, too, about um, the school system. I know you mentioned that you had to fight for her to be included, but um, what kind of struggles did you go through in the school system with, with Molly's education? Well, what I've realized is, you know, they're going to they're going to give you as little as possible as mm-hmm. long as you allow it. And so don't hesitate to ask for it, whether it's, you know, I mean, the, the technology was an issue at one time, you know, they needed the, the, the whiteboards that were all the thing a few years ago. Um, and then just opportunities to be included, especially now that she's in high school, you know, mm-hmm. and when they're teenagers, they're all struggling to find their own identity, but Hey, let's don't forget to remind this entire school full of kids that these kids are here too and find ways to include them, you know, whether it's in extracurricular activities or, mm-hmm. or after school activities. Um, so. That's so um, how is she doing in school now? I know she said she loves it, but um, is she, is she in a mixed class or is she only with special ed or does she do half and half? She's only in self-contained and that's mm-hmm. just really worked well for her. I yeah. mean, I know other people, you know, like I said, because of her outgoing personality, if she mm-hmm. could sit in a classroom and, and, and there are opportunities where we attend church and I mean, mm-hmm. she listens attentively and she's taking it all in and she responds appropriately, but I just would not want to, uh, detract, you know, yeah. distract from a, a classroom that needed to stay on track, especially as they advanced, you know, mm-hmm. in their subjects and everything. Um, you know, and she can stay in school until she's 21, but I think she'll probably, you know, quote, graduate when her sister does at 18 and then we'll find something, you know. Oh yeah. I could tell already she wants to get out in the world. She has to go <laughs> do stuff. She does. Yeah. And she, you know, she enjoys shopping and she enjoys doing things around the house and, uh, you know, she, and she's well, you know, it's interesting because she's well known in the community. It's like the, one of the first middle school, high school football games we went to when Mm -hmm. she was in middle school, this flock of kids just, you know, start calling out her name and, (laughs) or we'll be in a parade in the community and people will scream out her name. And I don't necessarily know them. (laughs) Wow. You know, it's really neat to see how many people know her that, that I don't know. Yeah, she's, she seems like, like I said, she's a social butterfly. That's good, though. That's really good. Yeah. She has social these social skills. And she's so friendly, and she seems very nice. And um, so I also want to touch base on um, how have you seen, like, your family dynamic change, you know, since Molly has been, you know, was born. And, you know, I know you said your daughter, Jesslyn, she's younger, but – Uh, Just growing up in the house and, you know, have you seen your family, like the children interact with each other um, with Molly, you know? Well, my son is a few years older and we used to tell him he was her best therapy, even though he didn't understand what that meant, just Mm -hmm. that he would get down on the floor and play with her. And what we did at home is we just turned her loose. And so Mm -hmm. we just let her be independent around the house. And we feel like that really helped her developmentally. She did do a lot of early intervention so um, that she could learn those skills properly. You know, they treat her, you know, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but because sometimes going somewhere in public can be challenging, Mm -hmm. you know, we do a lot of things kind of split, like, you know, 
two of us will go here and three of us will go here. So there, there were those times where we all couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially right now, like she's not going to watch her sister cheer football games or whatever. So we kind of had to divide up over the years, but mm-hmm. it's kind of become our new normal. Yeah. But then there are things that we, we all do together. Uh, That's really good. And, oh, sorry. Yeah, and it really does shape mm-hmm. the siblings. I mean, you know, they treat them just like anybody else. So they're going to fight just like any other, mm-hmm. you know, brother and sister would. But if somebody else picks on them or something, they're their, their greatest defenders. So, Oh, yes. Like fighting for sure. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old that won't stop pulling each other's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, please stop. Can you guys be nice to each other? And the next thing you know, they're hugging and kissing on one another. Yeah, and and I've had the opportunity to speak to like college students who are learning to be therapists or or whatever in these various areas that help people with special needs. And I'll always ask them, you know, how many of you had a sibling or somebody in your family, you know, with special needs? And it's overwhelming, you know, the influence that these kids have. Oh, yes. No, that is very true. That is true because I always wondered, like, I always tell my husband, I bet you our daughter is going to end up doing some type of therapy or working with um, special needs children. I could just see it just because they're sister. Right. Because that's something that I would do. I mean, I'm doing that now, to be honest, Um, going to school for um, my ABA certification so I can work with special needs. And it's like, how, how beautiful is that, that a person can help somebody else change their life in their career choice? You know, it's really, really nice to see that. Um, and, when, and when you have other kids, you know, we just, we just had my son at first and then we had my, our daughter right after Molly, mm-hmm. it kind of took the pressure off cause you're, you're, you're kind of putting everything on that other child. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got to take care of your sister when we can't. Mm-hmm. And, and they know that they mm-hmm. know that growing up and they know that with the people that they date and the people that they eventually marry, that she is a part of our family in our future and so you know they know that's in the plans for them down the road is to help take care of her yeah yeah you know I, I remember listening to another family that there was two sisters and they had a brother that had down syndrome and it they were saying that you know the parents were worried about like okay well you know, when, if we pass away, we're going to have to set up your brother to live in a home. And, and the sisters were like, no way. Like they were more than willing to have their brother stay with them and live with them. And they're just Uh like, we're not going to let our brother go into a home. He's going to be with us, you know, and which just that that's just natural. It was just so natural for them. And they always stuck with me because I always wondered like, you know, life without, you know, like you said, uh, without me and my husband, you know, what's going to happen when this is my daughter going to want to take her in? You know, they're very young now, but I'm pretty sure, you know, all these stories of hearing um, like older adults or younger adults have Down syndrome and then their sibling stories. It just it raises more awareness for new moms like us and probably some of our listeners who are brand new um, because, you know, we do think about that. But it gives us like that insight, like, you know, what, everything, the reassurance, everything will be OK, you know, just live life, be happy. Everything will work out, you know? Um, Yeah. And a young, not young woman, a woman in our community passed away recently who had Down syndrome. She was in her late sixties and I, it was, 
you know, I it was a little bit different for me to attend that memorial service because, you know, I could kind of see into the future and see that, you know, these these brother these sisters took care of her and she became a part of their children's lives and their children's lives and Wow. And that's that's amazing. I'm glad she lived till sixty. You know, right. And I love, I love seeing little old people with Down syndrome. Yeah. It's, you know, very encouraging. You know what? Because I've, when I first had my daughter, I was told that my daughter's not going to live past like 30 years old before I even, <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's such outdated information. <laughs> I was that's, like, yeah, that's so outdated. I was so already in the initial shock that she had Down syndrome. And now somebody's telling me that she isn't going to live long. I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, that's why one of our greatest resources is each other. And yeah. when I had my daughter, you know, somebody in our community connected me with a with a neighbor who had a son with Down syndrome. And she's kind of paved the way for me uh, throughout all this. And then mm-hmm. as other children have been born, you know, I've done the same. But, you know, when that social worker at the hospital brings you that outdated book mm-hmm. that is nothing but doom and gloom, mm-hmm. you know, we know that that's not all that life has to offer our kids. Oh, I, I, I don't like that either. When, you know, when a new mom finds out her child may or may not have down syndrome, it's almost like, so like a shadow. And instead of it being celebrated and more happiness, it's really, really all the bad news is given to you. He or she may not this, they may not this, they may not this, may not. And you're just hearing no, 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 may not, may not, can't, won't. And you're stuck with that, you know? And then, you have to learn from other moms and the community to understand like, wait a minute, that was not even true. And that, that right there, when, you know, people tell you those no's and can'ts and won'ts, it can really affect you and may affect you not even having your child, you know, and and making a decision that you might ultimately regret. And so it's really unfortunate that still, this outdated information is given out to people. Well, that's what I tell new moms. The first thing I do is I acknowledge, Hey, you feel like you've been run over by a freight train, don't you? You know, and I acknowledge that grief because you have to grieve the typical child that you assume you've had. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and just, you know, and, and it's okay to feel that way. It's okay. You know, you've got to grieve that loss. And mm-hmm. then, you know, in taking care of, my daughter, my husband accepted her immediately and that mm-hmm. made it easier for me. And it, mm-hmm. and taking care of her every day, I just fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. And now I consider it a privilege to be her mother. And yeah. I feel so blessed and so, you know, chosen just that, that I get to be her mom. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same too. I was a shock too. And I kind of went through a grieving of crying and crying and crying. But my husband was exactly the same way. He was like a hundred percent positive about this. And I would look at him like, how are you so ha- okay with this? You know, I was almost like, what? Like we were had two different opposite feelings, but then it, it was like, I needed that support. Right. We did that too. Yeah. We did that too. When one of us is having a, you know, cause I'm the one that deals with the school and with the, mm-hmm. with the other parents and the other kids, you know, and so he doesn't get to see all that every day and deal with that all every day. Like, like I do, but his love and acceptance of her and, you know, is that's so beautiful. From day one. How, what do you, if there's like a new mom, or even, you know, a new listener that is new to being a mom with some, a child with Down syndrome, how, what would your advice be to that person or even just to the world? If somebody's listening and they don't know what Down syndrome is, or they're just listening to getting some insight, what would your advice be to, 
to um to them? Well, first of all, I know that prenatal testing has come farther because it, it advanced from having Molly to having my next child. Well, the first thing is when you conceive a child with Down syndrome, you have a one in 100 chance of having another child. So if you choose not to continue that pregnancy, that that risk is still there yeah. to have another child with Down syndrome. And, and those tests are not always accurate. Mm-hmm. So if I had learned about her diagnosis in, in advance, it would have given me an opportunity to grieve and to start educating myself. And, and honestly, just to start spending time around people, you know, specifically with Down syndrome again, you know, I had growing up. Um, and just, I mean, acknowledge the grief and the sadness that's that's normal and natural and human mm-hmm. and there's really no way to describe the joy and the the blessings that you feel there's no way to describe that you know mm-hmm. it's it's easy to look at from the outside but when that per- when that person is in your family and your child it's it's i mean I, like i said i feel like it's a privilege to be her mother and she's taught me so much you know mm-hmm. she she keeps me in line too, buddy. <laughs> she keeps me in line. So she uh, keeps you on your toes. <laughs> right. And the blessings far outweigh the challenges. There are challenges and there always will be, but, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the joy is just, you know, overwhelming. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, it is hard to describe like the changes that you feel within yourself and in your heart, you know, when you have a, a child with Down syndrome and, you know, I've spoken to many, many, many moms. And it's like, even if your child was in NICU and going through all these medical issues, it's like, they still have a positive outlook on Down syndrome. Like, yeah, we went through all these hardships, but I would never change any situation for any, you know, the world because we've grown so much as a family and we've grown, we are stronger, you know, like it's like always a positive outcome. It's never a negative you know, I've never, I have not once spoken to a family that has said, oh, I hate Down syndrome. I would never recommend it. You know, not at all because it, it's just weird how it, how it, how it, it's that way. It's just like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I've been lied to by, by the, you know, doctors and teachers my whole life that Down syndrome was bad when it really is really amazing, you know, so. It's, it's pretty awesome. If Molly was here right now, what would, if Molly was in this interview, what would Molly say to the world? What would her um, advice or what would, what would she say to others listening? Um, she would just tell you about everything that she loves to do. Uh, she would introduce herself because she introduces herself to everybody. <laughs> she would tell you a, a joke to try to make you laugh. Um, and she would just tell you, you know, how much she loves going to school how much she loves, uh, you know, dancing and playing baseball and, and her pageants and being on the stage. Uh, and she'd tell you she loves you. Yeah. She'd give you the best, she'd give you the best hug, which in, in today's age of social distancing and, mm-hmm. you know, to have her hugs every day has gotten us through. Oh, that's a beautiful, you know, what? And she, w- she wouldn't be here because she would be mad about being checked out of school. <laughs> she so I would. actually had to do that for yeah. her to be on TV for something last week. And she was not happy about that. Oh, really? So she would not want to leave school to do anything. So that's so good that she loves school so much. <laughs> I'm glad that she does because, gosh, I, I hated school. And I'm like, my daughter hates school. And I'm like, why can't she just like it? You want your child to love school. So I'm glad that she does, you know, that's good. 
Yeah, I'm looking at her picture. She's just beautiful. And I, I just thank you so much, you know, Kathy, for spending some time today and shining awareness on, you know, Down syndrome and sharing, you know, your viewpoints and your life with Molly and sharing Molly with us too. You know, I just, you know, she is an inspiration and she seems like she's just doing really great and she's going to be touching more people's lives. That's, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you telling the world about our, our awesome kids. Yeah. And, and um, thank you very much. And I'm going to continue to follow you guys, you know, on social media. And honestly, if does anybody um, or do you guys have an Instagram or Facebook that you would like to share with other people that are either in the um, in your guys's area or um, maybe just want to reach out and just kind of see Molly or follow you guys? Sure. That would be fine. I, you know, that's what I tell new, new moms too. I'm like, my stuff is public. Feel free, you know, to, to take a peek. It's Kathy with a C, Tuggle, T-U-G-G-L-E, Maple. That's on Facebook. And it's the same on Instagram. And Molly has an Instagram account, Molly Amelia Maple. I think there's Maple. Is it okay if I tag both of you guys? Because I we, yeah, that'd be great. Most of our um, social media, we I usually mostly just use Instagram. I don't have uh-huh. a Facebook for the podcast because it's just too much work, to be honest, <laughs> to post on Instagram, post on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, um, just click that share button. Yeah. So it's just um, what I'll do, though, is um, we will tag you guys on Instagram. And if anybody is listening and wants to reach out or just see pictures of, of Molly, I'm going to post some pictures um, of Molly as well on, on our social media. So be sure to find Molly and Kathy there. And again, thank you so much, Kathy, for sharing, you know, your story. And please let Molly know that, you know, I said hi to her and that you guys are welcome back. And she's always welcome back to be on on the podcast if she wants to talk. I'll let her listen. She'll she'll get a kick out of it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. All right. Thank you. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. So you guys, if you guys want to follow them, please do so. Find them on social media and reach out and say hello. And I know they'd appreciate that. And um, we are almost there, guys. We are on 16 stories of inspirational stories. I hope you have been enjoying all of them. And I'm so glad to bring this to you guys for the month of October, Down Syndrome Awareness Month. So, um Until next time, we're going to do story number 17. That's going to be out very shortly. And we are almost finished with our 21 stories. So thank you guys. If you guys have been listening since story number one, thank you so much. And uh, please reach out to me if you have any questions. You could find us on Instagram under Talk Down Syndrome Podcast. Or you can reach us at Gmail at TalkDSPodcast at gmail.com. I'm your host, Chantel. Until next time, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast.